Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Quilted Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The program is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Only clowns will play with don't
Morena, Quilty Bananas listeners. Um, great to have you here with us this morning. Uh, this is the Quilty Bananas radio show on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. Um, and of course, you can listen online and you can listen later on the podcast when it gets put up. But great to have you here this morning. I'm Karen and um, I'm presenting this morning's show. And with us in the studio, teching for us this morning is Debbie. Morena. Um, and yeah, we've got a packed show for you this morning. Um, so as always, if you want to get in touch with us, we do have the Facebook page that you can send us messages on. So just uh, look up the Quilted Bananas Facebook page and you can send us messages on there if there's something you want to um, get involved in chatting about on the show this morning. Um, or if there's maybe if there's a song request, we might have time to play a request. Uh, and if you wanted, you could also call us in the studio on 04 3858 um, This morning's show, yeah, we've got a great show for you this morning um, because we have got some uh, book reviews um, on this morning's show, which we're going to start off with. Um, later on, we'll have um, our usual updates on what's going on in and around Wellington um, in the queer community. Um, and if we've got time, we've also got a bit of a long read um, about, um, well, it's a bit of a serious topic, but about um, Afghan girls. Um, so um, we may have time for, for that as well, but we've got a pretty packed show, haven't we, Debbie? Yep. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll crack on. Um, and we're very lucky this week, we, or I met, or chat, yes, chatted yesterday to um, Ido, your mum, from um, a queer book group. And uh, she has kindly uh, come on the show, um, well, pre-recorded, but she'll be here with us virtually this morning. Um, and she has kindly come on to um, review some books for us. One, one of the books is a book that she's been, or her uh, reading group have been uh, reading and reviewing um, and that's the Alison Bechdel book um, of uh, Fun Home uh, but then in addition to that she's introducing a few other um, New Zealand books to us um, and does a great review for us so what we'll do while we're listening is um, we will gradually put some links on our Facebook page so that you can uh, quickly link into to some of these books and also um, Idoya's own um, um, page where uh, she also kind of does some writing of her own and she's got a newsletter um, and so you can uh, log on to that as well um, but hopefully we'll also have her back on a future show uh, doing some more book reviews but for this morning um, we'll let you sit back and enjoy um, a few books for, um, that are being reviewed and um, there'll be something here for for everybody so I'm Edoya. Thanks for having me on, Karen. Um, love books, love books, love writing words. And so I'm very happy to talk about books today and especially happy to be on the Quilted Banana and to also be representing my little lesbian uh, book club, which is mostly people in Wellington and then a, a few of us down in Dunedin and we mostly meet online. Um, and we are really enjoying having the connection and looking at books that have a really strong queer theme uh, if, and, and are pretty much written by queer authors. So that's what I thought I'd kick off today with is um, the first book that we read together as a book club, and that's Fun Home by Alison Bechdel. And um, oh, yes, you yeah. know Bechdel because she's very famous for her um, little Bechdel theory as to whether a, a movie has uh, is really got a good 
good quota of women and women content in it. Um, do you know what it is off by heart? Because it's just gone out of my head. Uh, the theory, no. I, yeah, I know I've heard it. I know yes, what you mean. And yes, what I yes, might do yes. is look it up after we've finished talking and then hopefully yeah. I can mention it on the show a bit later yeah. on in the show. Something so, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, are there two women having a conversation and can they manage to have a conversation that is not about men? I think that's, that's the, yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. So this is basically an autobiography in graphic novel form. It's about her childhood growing up in what is actually a very unusual family. And it's beautiful, beautiful graphic novel. Um, she calls it a family tragic comic. And, and that's actually quite valid because the family's quite strange and her childhood is not completely free and happy. Um, and one of the odd things about the family is that they grow up ne living next to a family-owned funeral home. So, and that's where the pun on the title Fun Home is because it's fun is short for funeral home and they call the funeral home where their grandmother lives, they call it the fun home. So um, they spend a lot of time around dead bodies and watching their father embalm and prepare bodies for the funeral and then burial. And it's, it's, yeah, it brings a real kind of a little bit macabre, slightly dark sense of humour to it. Um, but it is also part of the vibe of their family and that it is quite an uptight, cold family and that her, as she grows older, she realises that her parents are not 100% happy and her dad has quite a tragic part of the story to it, which I won't give any spoilers, but he does, you know, turn out to be gay himself. Oh. And a little bit, well, a lot repressed actually and, and quite unhappy. Um, but she manages to find her way through this unusual and uh, very repressed family and she does come out and figure herself out. And it's a joy to read that side of the story, to read her um, finding herself as a queer woman and coming out is, is a really inspiring. It's quite hopeful. And amongst the sadness and the the, um, the brokenness of her of her close family, um, her own story of coming out is really powerful. And, uh, I mean, we don't get enough queer coming out stories, do we, in, in yeah. movies or books. So um, I, I just lap it up we, in, a, in our book club. We really enjoyed it. We definitely enjoyed her coming out story. Um, it is quite – well, we also enjoyed the quality of the um, the graphic novel. It's just beautiful. It's beautifully put together. There's just so many details that you can see threaded through the whole book. Um, the, it's just it amazed me how much emotion and meaning can be conveyed in just one, you know, one little comic frame, just mm. by positioning of characters and facial expression. And yeah, so it was it was really moving. I was I was surprised how moving a graphic novel can be, and it was really moving. Um, it's very intellectual in parts. So some of us found it a little dry and we kind of read through, there's a lot of references to philosophy and um, psychologists such as Winnicott and um, some of us just kind of sort of glanced over that because it was just a little dry and a bit uh, OTT. Um, but it doesn't, you can still really enjoy the book um, without paying attention to all those details. So you can read it just as a coming out story and an auto, a sort of a, a coming of age story really. Um, without getting too caught up in the in intellectual references. But if you like that kind of thing, I and mean, I did enjoy them myself, 
there's just so many layers and so much to read and it's just such an interesting it's very self-referential you know she's very self-aware that she's writing this story about her childhood and about the process of coming out and kind of coming to grips with a complex family situation she's very aware that she's doing it by writing a book so yeah it's it's great there's a lot in it um and it is uh it might sound dry but it's um not not dry at all it actually it's um yeah it's quite it's moving and it's quite fast paced and yeah we all read it in in a matter of a couple of days yeah Oh, that's awesome. Is it, um, and so is it mostly about her childhood and then into kind of whenever she came out or does it, is it about her whole life? No, it's a good question. It's about her childhood up until her early 20s. Oh, so yeah. we kind of see her moving out, going to university, having a first relationship with a woman. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah, it's gorgeous, actually. Yeah. yeah. The lesbian sex in comic form is just as wonderful as you might hope that it would be. <laughs> yeah, and so that so the so are you a regular of reading comic form or graphic novels, or was this something kind of new for you? Well, I've as an English teacher, I've and a parent, I've always appreciated them and bought them for my kids and recommended them for my students. Um, and I've I've read I've read them, but this yeah. is the first one that I've really. Um, really sort of savoured and read slowly and haven't just kind of flicked through. Yeah, 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 I really, really enjoyed it. So for any um, listeners that might not generally pick up a graphic novel um, but might but might have an interest in, you know, reading one of her books, um, this kind of is pretty accessible then. And I mean, I know you've said some of it's a bit dry and there's a kind of a bit of, you know, can get really, really intellectual at some points, um, but it's pretty much, it's a pretty accessible book. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. Especially, especially for us queers looking for a queer coming of age story, yeah. it's. Um, I think it's quite one of. I think it'd be one of the most important. Yeah, it's right up there, important Great. and readable. Yeah, which is a good combination, oh, right? That yeah. is. That's yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, I think I'll, um, yeah, I've not read it yet. I think I'll try and get hold of that. Um, and yeah, again, we'll put a link up on our page to, um, to give a bit more information about that book. So that was Fun House or Fun Home. Sorry. Did you say? Fun Home. Yeah. Fun Home. Sorry. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. What else? What else have you been so, reading? Of late? Good question, Karen. So, um, I'm a big fan of New Zealand fiction and um, I've just had some really nice reads recently that I'm quite excited to be talking about. Um, I want to start with Aroha, which is a collection of Māori um, proverbs, that's whakatauki, um, by Dr Hinemoa Elder, and uh, its sub- subtitle is Māori Wisdom for a Contented Life Lived in Harmony with Our Planet. So it's a beautiful little hardcover green book. I know you've got it sitting there and you've just started reading it yourself. It's a gorgeous book, isn't it? I've just been bought it recently. Yeah. And, um, I am, well, I'm just, uh, you know, I guess it's one of those books that you can be dipping in and out of, not necessarily reading cover to cover, yeah. I think. But, and so that, so I've been kind of dipping in and out a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I'll let you talk more about it. Yeah. But it's a lovely, lovely book. Yeah, well, um Dr. Hinemoa describes Fakatoki as traditional Māori life lessons, which adds a bit more of a meaning that I, I mean, I thought of them as proverbs, um, but I think when you think of them as lessons, then you realise they were really teaching tools that 
um, that people use to uh, explain things and to tell stories in a meaningful way. And what she's done is she's just chosen 52 and then written a really little short essay about each one. And uh, one that I really enjoyed, uh, and I should say actually that they these are all, lots of them are around the idea of wellness, that, you know, personal wellness, wholeness, well-being uh, personally, and then on an interrelational level, wellness in relationships and in communities, and then also wellness for our planet. And um, and she's just threading through the whole book, just a really gentle but very firm call to live at one with ourselves, with each other, and with the planet. And saying that that's really our that's our way forward. That's that's how we can survive as a species. Uh, it's very wise, um, but it's not too preachy or didactic. It's it's gentle. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and the little each little chapters are very much a mini chapter so as you say you can dip in and just read a couple of pages and then put it down and then come back later um, but one that I really enjoyed that I thought I could read the first paragraph of if if you wanted yeah totally no oh, um, yeah and excuse my um my pronunciation if I don't get it 100% right I am uh I have yet to learn today but it's on one of my life one of my life bucket lists so this is um, the Fakatoki on page 45, number 8. Engaki ana amua e toto mai ana amuri. First clear the weeds, then plant, which she um, translates as make time for mind weeding. And I really like that idea, mind weeding. <laughs> I think in our current situation for us here in New Zealand and also around the world, we've got so much going on. Um, that a bit of mind weeding, I think, is necessary for survival, regular. So um, I'll read you the first paragraph. Wairua is the Māori concept of being connected to everything in the universe, also translated sometimes as spirituality. Just like the Māra garden, the mind-body-wairua spirit system requires regular weeding. No one actually teaches us to gently and kindly examine the thoughts and feelings that we internalize that are not really ours, but it is such an important practice because otherwise we can unwittingly internalize these thoughts and feelings and they can become integrated into our consciousness. And then she goes on to explain how it's meaningful for her and her life and she just keeps sort of fleshing out the metaphor of weeding in the garden and weeding, mind weeding. It's it's lovely and, and it's gentle and it's not too intense. It's not too cerebral. It's not psycholo- It's not sort of a psychological babble. It's um it's it's lovely. It's quite a conversational tone, and um I I just love it. It's just a great resource to have to just to pick up and flick through, and um yeah, beautiful. I but that's really great. I, I agree with you. And I really like you've described it as gentle, um, which I think, you know, kind of my, um, you know, just getting to know the book. That's a really lovely description um, because like you say, you can, for me, that is that, that um, you get so much out of just, just a few pages. Like, you know, it's really kind of easy and accessible to pick up, but just in that say three or four pages for each one, 
there's so much to kind of take away and reflect on and think about and you can kind of find the find the ones that are kind of working for you at that point in time um but gentle is a really nice way of describing it i think it's um yeah it really yeah i agree with you it's a lovely very lovely book yeah oh i'm glad you think so i think it um it's a real antidote for the craziness of the news at the moment yeah um, and it's a little reminder to keep digging deep and thinking back to what's really important because we've got so much going on that's clamoring for our attention and we're sort of bombarded with opinions and um, reckons and facts and non-facts, you know. It's a, yeah, it's a real time we're in, I think, and I think it's a, it's a really important book. And I, I think you could not even be in New Ze- in Aotearoa, New Zealand, even someone not not who doesn't even know very much about Māori culture could actually get a lot out of the book. It's very wise and, um, yeah, it's a kind of like a – it's a nourishing book. Yeah. And similar to um, – obviously from – you can hear I'm from the UK, so I'm always going to be on that on my journey around Te Reo. And, but it's a lovely book for kind of, for practising and learning yeah. Te Reo. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've just kind of really enjoyed um, just the dipping in and practicing different different yeah. words that I kind of maybe I'm not learning on other courses and things like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's something very lovely about the book. Yeah. Oh, so glad. So um, we might revisit this on um, other shows. I think there's plenty in here to to talk about and um, revisit. So um, yeah, we might come back to Araha on some other shows as well. So thanks for introducing it to the Quilted Bananas uh, show this week. My pleasure, Karen. Um, the second book that I've got to talk about here is uh, Loop Tracks by Sue Orr. Um, I absolutely loved this. I actually started reading it and then finished it in 24 hours because it really just grabbed me. Um, I found it nicely paced. I found the characters believable. I um, was totally fascinated in the sort of the big story that Sue all creates with this book. Um, but also I just loved the the familiarity of it. It's it's set in Wellington and it really feels like Wellington. And even though I don't live in Wellington, I love Wellington and visit there a lot. And it's got a real Wellington vibe. And um, it it's I, – I, I can think about the book in my mind's eye, just go straight to the, the house – on the hill in Wellington, as I've imagined, it, you know, my imagination version of the book. And I feel like it's honest. I feel like I could go visit it. It's just so um, realistically depicted that I feel like I could walk up a street in Wellington and find the house. Um, so I, I, I loved it. Um, it's It threads back and forth in time and it starts in the, um, in the 70s. Um, May 1978, it gives a real specific time and you get a real glimpse of this main character, her um, her experience of growing up in the late 70s um, in what's, you know, a bit of a cold family, a little bit strained. She falls pregnant and it's at the time that New Zealand, that abortion was not legal at all in New Zealand. And so her her mother, both of her parents, at great expense and going to great lengths, organised for her to have an abortion in Sydney. And it's a really interesting little peek of what's quite um, an important time historically. 
that I didn't know very much about where if women wanted to have a, you know, a safe abortion, they actually had to get on a plane. They had to use this particular service that was run partly by women volunteers. I mean, amazing feminists from way back, right, who who looked after the girls and women as they, you know, arrived at the airport, got on the plane and gave them directions and liaised with the abortion clinic um, to make sure that they got where they were going and, and then basically they'd arrive in Sydney, go and have the abortion, stay a night somewhere and then get on the plane and come back. And this is all set up and it's all ready and we see her waiting in the airport and we, yeah, we, we're we not sure her situation of how she got pregnant, but um, it seems to be a good thing. And then as she's sitting there, she persuades herself that the boy that she got pregnant to um, is, wants to get the baby, that she kept the baby because there's some kind of future. And so we watch her. I mean, my heart was in my mouth as we watch her actually get off the plane and walk away. And she's told, look, once you walk away, you can't you can't come back. There's, you get off this plane, there's no turning around and changing your mind. And she's only, uh, I think she's 16. So, you know, it's, a, it's just a massive decision for a 16-year-old to make. And she does walk off the plane and it just shocks her parents and her, you know, she ends up being sent away to another town um, to live out the pregnancy. And then without really knowing that it's going to happen, the baby gets taken off her for adoption, which is pretty standard for what happened in those days. And she is only 16. So the glimpse that you get in her mind in this time is, 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 is of a 16-year-old who thinks that this, guy at some point that she's going to connect with him again and that he's going to want to know who his kid is um, and that she might want to be a mother and of course that's just so unrealistic and doesn't happen and then it's and then we get back into the present um, but it's not until we've woven back into the past a few times that we really understand that the circumstances of the of the pregnancy were not even there wasn't even anything near a relationship and in fact it wasn't even fully consensual which is something that she comes to grips with it takes the whole novel for her and that's not too much of a spoiler I hope but she really grapples with it as an adult it takes for her to get into sort of her 50s and 60s um, at the end of the book before she can fully appreciate that 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 moment where she became pregnant was not consensual so really uh it's got some big things to say about Mm. about sex and consent and abortion and being a teenager um and but it manages to do it all while telling you this really nicely paced interesting story of a woman who's got on with her life and has her son turn up um and has a relationship with her grandson um, but not in any way that's twee. There's never a message of, oh, I'm so glad that I kept this baby because, if anything, it's more complicated than that because her son has quite a comp- is, is a complicated character who uh, we only really find out really what he's like towards the end of the book. Um, so there's a lot of mystery about him. Um, we get to know the grandson more than we do with the son. Um, it just lots of questions the whole way through, you know, what do you do when you're in that kind of situation and you 
have a, you know, should it, does a, what does a 16 year old need to make a decision about being pregnant? And maybe, maybe it's just too much. Maybe they can't make that decision on their own. But then as life is, things work out, not, not in any sense that they work out for the best. There's not that kind of cliche at all, but just that life happens, it unfolds, you get on with it. And Oh, I'm lost for words because it's it's that fascinating. You can't yeah, put it into yeah, any kind of cliche. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I really, really recommend it. It sounds like just the style of, you know, probably how it's been written, but also the setting that you can kind of really see yeah. and feel well in it. So it's a real yeah. real New Zealand book. It is. Yeah. And it and it handles the time, the going backwards and forwards in time really nicely. Um I didn't find it confusing at all. It uh, um yeah, I mean, you end up, you start in the past, but you end up really mostly in the present. And interestingly, yeah. it's set last year. The present is last year, oh, partly yeah. in lockdown. So there's that added oh. dimension of familiarity to it. It's probably, the, it's it's the first novel that I've read that's partly yeah. set in, in the pandemic. So there's that as well. And in oh, that way, it's not, yeah. Yeah, it's not twee or cliched. Um, yeah, she just does it really well. It's just, it's just... It's nice. It's a really, really nice, really good book. Yeah, I really yeah. hope that it does well in the book prizes and the and the um, New Zealand book, book awards this year. Yeah, well, I've heard. I haven't read it. Um, my partner's read it and then lent it to someone else straight away. So I'll have to see uh, <laughs> rectify that. Um, yeah, but I have heard such. I mean, you've just given a great review of it, um, and I've been hearing really great things about it. So I'll definitely be getting hold of that and and reading it is it is this a book you've read with the book group or is this just one that you no, this is this is your, just my own reading your review. Yep. yeah yeah okay yep. um so yeah that's awesome so loop tracks again we'll put a link up on our facebook page i'm sure lots of our listeners probably might have already read it um and it would be great to hear from them kind of um yes. any of their thoughts on it as well so um yep. yeah that would be yeah that's awesome. So thank you for another lovely review of a uh, a very local book as we sit recording. Well, we're in Wellington. I know that yes, you're you are. Yep. So, yeah. 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 Oh, that's no. awesome. Thank you so much for that. We've got time for one more. Yeah. Go on then. What's your. So this is I'm a bit late with this one, but this is Bug Week, a book of short stories by um, Irene Beautre. I haven't I'm not sure exactly how to say it, but I presume it's Beautre. Um, this actually won the New Zealand Book Awards Prize, the the Jan Medlicott Acon Prize for Fiction last year. So that's the big New Zealand Book Prize. It won it last year. And it actually sold out sort of within the week. It was sold out everywhere. I mean, in books, fiction in New Zealand, it's hard to make money as a writer in New Zealand. And New Zealand books don't generally sell out that quickly. So the fact that it did is a real testament to... Um, the quality of the book, but also the buzz around the book. There was a real buzz about it. Everybody wanted to read it. And I think it's quite amazing that a, that it's a book of short stories that got everybody talking and that was flying off the shelves. And I did a quick little bit of research today. It's, it's only the second time ever in the history of the New Zealand Book Awards that a book of short stories has so, got that top fiction prize. Yeah, and it's the first time that it's happened space. in a decade. So it's been a decade of novel after novel after novel, and here we have, well, out of nowhere, we have this very slim, actually. I, it's, oh, I'm terrible with measurements, but it's, you know, it's it's a 
a centimeter you know it's it's maybe just over a centimeter wide it's not a big a big book at all um but it's really made a big impact and i just loved it i i love short stories um and i think new zealand's got a really well lots of people would agree that new zealand's got a really strong reputation and a uh, history of having really good strong short story writers um and this felt to me like getting back i mean we've we have a lot of short fiction. We like flash fiction, um, but there's something about a longer, a longer short story that really gives you time to get into the characters and the and the little setting that is very satisfying to read. And these stories are very satisfying. They are um, quite all quite different, but they all deal with something that's very real about the complexities of adult life. Um, they're about adults falling in love, falling out of love, breaking up, um, not breaking up, working, liking their jobs, not liking their jobs, um, yeah. having orgies, not having orgies. I mean, it's it's a bit it's it's a bit raw. Some of them is it's a bit blunt, yeah. but it's it's really just it's life. There's no sugar coating. There's no kind of like soft focus lens going on here. It's quite um, detailed and nitty gritty. And um, it, all I can say is that it reminds the, the title Bug Week is, a, is the first yeah. story in the collection, which is about um, a woman that works in a museum. And um, it's the, the, the cover is all these bugs all around the title. And it's got the feeling of being, of having a microscopic view at times. And that's oh. what, kind of what it feels like is that it just, sort of hones in on the nitty-gritty, often ugly, but always, not always ugly, but always complex aspects yeah. of being an adult in the real yeah. world. Yeah, so not not pretty, but, um, but confident and kind of it's hard to look away. Yeah, hard, yeah, yeah. You in. And, yeah, it sounds like you're, it, the focusing on the complexities of everyday life like you've mentioned kind of some kind of you know just everyday things but actually probably really focusing on like you say the the complexities of those and not always yeah. the, the not, not the not just the nice bits but you know right. kind of yeah no. yeah is there any yeah. of the stories in it that have got a, a bit of a queer theme around them at all yeah that's a good question actually i meant to say that there are a few there there's there there are some queer characters around the edges i meant to say that one thing about loop tracks was that i i don't remember there being any queer characters in it but yeah. in bug week there are a few um not main characters unfortunately but they are yeah. there and it yeah they're there, and, and, and it's nice to see them. Um, the story that I like the best is called Billy the Pirate Poet, yeah. and it starts off in the, I don't know if it's the, it's the 80s, um, a, a flat of students, and they're all girls. And I really liked the description of the all-girl flat because it reminded me of um, – when I was at university in the 90s and how we had the women's space and it was very important that men were not anywhere near the women's space and it was that, I don't know, second wave feminism maybe, that yeah. um, was very important that we were separate to the men, that we were not men and 
uh, I that was, I mean, not that we're going to talk about me here, but that's when I should have come out. I'm a late in life coming out lesbian and I should have come out, could have come out when I was at university in that era. And um, I'm completely okay with identifying as a lesbian partly because I'm catching up. And that was the word that woman who loved women used in the 90s when I was at uni. And um, that's when I really, you know, that's when I you could have come yeah, and I would have been a oh, I would have been a nineties lesbian. And yeah. um she well this the story Billy the Pirate Poet um starts off in the oh, I wish I'd thought about this. Um it feels like the eighties, but maybe it's not. But anyway, she describes it as an all girl girl flat. Um and she's, I'll just read you a little bit. She says, it was an all-girl flat and male couch surfaces, surfers were slightly less frequent than female ones. People used to ask us, but how can you stand living with so many women? We'd shrug and tell them it was fine. Now I remember it, possibly inaccurately, as one of the happiest times of my life. I guess people were imagining a coven of harpies screeching about how much they hated men or a bunch of eternal singletons snotting into tissues by the phone or a mad sect of feminists who painted murals of giant vulvas and posted sanitary pads to their enemies. <laughs> well, you get the feeling, right? Yeah. You get the vibe. Um, I like that. And, <laughs> yeah. And so they there are they are in that, that kind of frame of what of being woman together and there is a queer at one point she says there are there's a, there's at least one lesbian in the flat anyway and at one point the main character's mother really wants to know if she's in love with her best friend so there's just there is a little bit of a queer thing yeah, there yeah. And there are queer th- characters in some of the other stories so yeah so it's lovely but what I liked about this story um, is how it starts in the past and then it moves forward into the more of the 90s present so you start with these characters who are at university I mean not 90s present not maybe maybe 20s um but you fast forward to the present when these characters who were at university have children and you're just seeing the transition between a young person wild living a crazy wild life kind of doing whatever they want and then to this scene of of kind of not quite suburban normality but mothers with toddlers hanging off their legs and yeah. I just appreciated the juxtaposition actually um yeah yeah I really enjoyed that story oh that's another great um recommendation so bug week is it it's yes called, bug it? week by Irene I'll I'll, I'll um I'll write I'll, I'll message you the spelling but yeah I, we'll do a little sure Beaudry. that's brilliant oh that's great that's four um awesome books uh, that you've recommended for us for our listeners um plenty there for people to kind of have a look at and um and also a real great range of there'll be something there something there for all of the listeners to um try and get hold of and um and have a good read around good so thank you so thank much you. It was a pleasure. um yeah no that would be great and um yeah if you ever want to come on any future shows do you know what your the you're the book group that you mentioned at the beginning what have you, yes. is there a particular book that you're reading next for that group yes that's a good question we actually decided to stay with on the Bechdel um track we've gone to read her second autobiographical um graphic novel which is are you my mother and so ah. it kind of 
it starts at, at a, around about the time that fun home finishes. So um, okay. I haven't actually read it yet. Um, yeah. Some of the other uh, women in our book club have read it, so I need to get my A into G and read it, but I'm really looking forward to reading it. Um, yeah, it's she's a very wise writer, and it's just also just great reading queer, yeah. a book with a main queer main character. We just yeah, need totally. as much of that as we can get. Well, maybe um, maybe you could come on to a future show or um, a couple of you from the book group could come on and uh, review that book and, and I'm sure by then you'll have accumulated accumulated more that, um, more recommendations for our listeners. So that would be awesome if you're um, interested in doing that in the future. But yeah. thanks so much I'd for um, these reviews today. So um, thanks very much. I will also, you did mention, we haven't talked much about it in this interview, but again, we can in a future interview, some of your own writing. Um, so we will put up a link to um, a, a newsletter that you that you, yes, that you do. Right. That, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personal so we'll, stories and short fiction with a bit of a queer um, perspective. Um, a lot of the time, yeah. Great. Well, we'll put a link up to that, and then um, again, maybe next time we could talk a bit more about your own writing and and uh, a bit more about yeah the, the, your newsletter. That would be awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Karen. Always love talking about books. You're listening to the Quilted Bananas radio show on Access Radio 106.1 FM. Um, oh, we hope that you enjoyed that. That was um, thank you to Idea for giving us four brilliant book reviews there. And um, links are up on our um, Facebook page to all of those books. Um, and um, we will also put a link up to her own um, uh, newsletter with um, her own personal writings on as well. So uh, enjoy that. So because I'm pretty much a cheesy radio presenter, um, obviously every time we have a feature on the show, I try and find a piece of music that might be a cheesy link into um, into that feature. And so I've been trying to look for music that's about um, books or reading or libraries. Um, anyhow, so we're going to play a track now. Um, and the track is by Saint Etienne. And it's uh, a track that lots of you will know, French Navy, but it um, is based on and um, it talks in it about um, books and reading. And it's one of the themes of the song. So enjoy for the next few minutes Saint Etienne and singing French Navy. Spent a week in a dusty library Waiting for some words to jump in me We met by a trick of fate French Navy, my sailor
totally wrong well not totally wrong the song i got right is french navy but um the band is camera obscura so um i was on another another pathway there with saint etienne um so yeah so we've just um like i say had those uh book reviews this morning um and then uh, debbie and i were just talking in the studio um it's just a reminder that we do of course in wellington have um our very own lesbian library the lilac library um and what the, you're involved with the Lilac Library, aren't you, Debbie? So just a reminder of... Yep, so I'm on the um, the collective, so I'm um, what part of the committee, yes, we call ourselves the collective, but we've got, October is our lesbian Her Story Month at Lilac, and we've got events planned on the Wednesdays. We've got this Wednesday, the 13th, Circle Magazine and Early Lesbian Publishing, and then the following um, Wednesday, we've actually got a book launch for the lesbian... The last, sorry, the library uh, members. And Wednesday, the 27th of October, is the lesbian representation in sport. So we've had um, soccer and baseball and um, teams in Wellington in the years gone by. So we're going to have um, some people come in and talk about their participation and reminisce. And yeah, it should be great. And is it a library that people can drop into? There's certain. Oh, hours of opening of the library is that yeah, right so the, the lilac is a woman only space so and um we are open on so i was um there yesterday we were saturday from 11 to 2 which is a good time you can come come out uh, it was a lovely sunny day but we had people pop in um a new a new a new member joined up yesterday all the way from the uk um, but Wednesday is 5.30 to 7.30 and straight after work. And on Thursday, you can go during the work hour between 11 and 2. So you can pop in over your lunch hour and come in and say hello and get some books out. Yeah. That's awesome. And you said maybe you can check out whether any of those books or you've got any of those books that we've yes. just uh, talked about um, in, in that library. Indeed. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, a few other what's going on in and around Wellington now. Um, so we're getting to that time of year again when it's coming up for the Paikakariki Pride Festival, um, a rainbow in the village. So um, don't forget that will be on uh, Saturday the 23rd of October, which I think is the um, Labour weekend. Um, so this year the programme will be a one-day only um, event on Saturday, October um, and there'll be a parade followed by a dog show and picnic. Um, the pride dance will be on the Saturday night. Sunday will be the rain day if it is needed. Um, so 
yeah, moving it to one day event because of the some of the COVID restrictions. So to be able to kind of be flexible within that. Um, but get yourself to Paikakariki Pride on the 23rd of October. Um, a couple of other kind of things to look out for if you're looking for a bit of um, entertainment. Uh, the There is a online film um, that might be of interest to some um, listeners called uh, Flunk the Exchange, which is described as a lesbian high school romance web series. Um, Sabina and Esther's relationship is pushed to breaking point when international exchange student Annie comes to stay. The Exchange is a new feature film from the creators of Flunk, and you can buy or rent it on Vimeo to support Flunk and see the whole film first, as well as get access to lots of exclusive behind-the-scene videos. Um, and it is a film that was filmed in Auckland, um, and it follows the complicated love lives of Annie, Sabina and Esther, and explores themes including first loves, believing in yourself, and moving on from the past. So if you're looking for um, something to, to watch, um, then that might be one to check out. Um, a few other events that are going on over the next few weeks... Um, the Lesbian Overland and Cafe Club have got a walk coming up. Oh, that's today. No point in me talking about that. They've already left. They've already, they're already walking, so um, you're either with them or you're not, and it's uh, maybe next month you could have, have to go with them. Um, on Saturday the 16th of October, uh, there are some free self-defence classes for women at the Thistle Hall, 11 till 430 um, and it says what to expect from a class. You can gain more confidence in your everyday life, learn ways to be strong and safe in many situations by using verbal, psychological and physical self-defence. Um, and it's inclusive of all women, including transgender, of all abilities and fitnesses are welcome. Um, there is, I think, still going the uh, Lesbian Tattoo Exhibition um, which is also held at Lilac. So the current exhibition at Lilac um, is photographs of local lesbians' tattoos with a brief comment from uh, from each of them saying what it meant to them um, when they first had their tattoos done, what it means to them now, how they've changed since getting their tattoos, what they symbolise and so on. So you can um, uh, visit the library and see uh, those photos of um, of local women's tattoos is it um, just in the library or is there any way of viewing it online? Or is it? I'm just looking at Debbie because you've been a little yeah, bit involved no, in Yeah, um, no, we haven't published them anywhere, so now you've got to come along and visit the library. Yep. Yeah, so yep. it's up, all up in the library. Yep. That's great. Um, Blondinis, the regular drinks, which is now at Scotty and Mal's, um, they are on a bit of a pause at the moment and will be regrouping when we're back in level one. Um the occasional drinks and dinner at Finn's bars in Paikakariki, um, they're hoping that they'll be going ahead with their next um, get-together on the 15th of October. And a couple of other groups that have also taken a bit of a pause, the Kapiti Lesbian Dying in Out group are pausing until we're back at level one. Um, and I'm not sure if Polari have been meeting recently. but um, So a few things on a bit of a pause at the moment in terms of getting out and about, but still a few things to do that you can definitely um, be getting involved with and uh, getting out there and, and seeing or watching things online and so on. So a few things going on there. Um, we'll have another tr- song, I think. And I'm still on the... Uh, the theme of um, of books and uh, reading and so on. I don't like to let it go. Just uh, 
Um, anyway, this is a track from the Bombay Bicycle Club.
the Quilt of Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The programme is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. That programme was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.